In a world where entertainment is randomly scattered across Wikipedia, and no one can be sure of anything. Citation needed! Two men stand alone. They are Ben Graw, I'm Earth's last hope, and Garth Remington. Does it come with a pickle or is that extra? And word on the street is, they're gonna clean up Wikipedia. Yo, I heard word on the street is, they gonna clean up Wikipedia. And while they're fighting a tide of information, their fans are fighting tides of hot girls hitting on them. You listen to Wiki Review? That's hot. But sometimes you have to go off page to get the job done. I got the internet breathing down my neck because you're rogue hot shot rating system! This isn't a podcast. This is the Wiki Review. I'm not disagreeing with you, but you are kind of a douchebag for saying it. I can be you. I've proven I can be you. We wanted some male nudity, and here we are now. And welcome to Wiki Review. I'm Ben Graw. I'm Garth Remington. And on this episode, we're going to go back in time, way back to 1985, and then slowly make our way back to the future, because that's what we're going to review on this episode of Wiki Review. We're going to do the Wikipedia page for Back to the Future franchise. Doc, we got to go back. I'm turning into a van. I'm turning into a werewolf. Oh, wait, that's the other one, isn't it? Yeah, that's Teen Wolf, but not Teen Wolf 2. He wasn't in that. Yeah, that was that other guy. Yeah, I don't remember who. Yeah, no one does. All right, so we're doing Back to the Future. That's fun. Yes, I was going to do Back to the Future just regular, but then I stumbled across this with the in brackets franchise because it turns out that the Back to the Future Wikipedia page is only about the first movie. Yes. Which, who wants to just talk about the first movie? When we're going to do one of the movies, the second movie would have obviously been the one to do. It's funny because the first movie, they just go back in time. Yes, but he's got to get back to the future. Well, wouldn't it be back to the present? It's not until the second movie he actually goes to the future because he goes to the future then goes back to the present and then he has to go back to the future in the second one he goes back to the future in the first one he goes to the past then goes to the present then goes to the past again i think he only goes to the future once though there's at least two trips made because biff the guy he goes to the future doesn't he no because in the second one marty goes to the future he buys a sports almanac which gets stolen by old biff yes old biff takes it back to young biff and then old biff comes back to the future so he comes back to the future See, there is a back to the future just for that one little scene and then marty he goes back in time to the present but he doesn't go to the future again to stop him from taking it no he goes back to 1955 when young biff has the sports almanac because Ah. if old biff doesn't think that he has given it to him successfully he won't bring the time machine back and therefore they never could have done it okay it's obviously it's been a while since i've watched this that's the weird thing like when we usually do these wikipedia pages it's like you turn up on the night but i said to you i think when i picked the page for kevin smith i'm like yeah next time i pick it's gonna be for back to the future so that would have been like about a month ago now yes in that time have you watched any of the movies no neither have i yeah i've done no research on this whatsoever we had 
like a month to prepare for this one. Did nothing. Did absolutely nothing. <laughs> In fact, I had this like nice, like reassuring feeling like, oh, everything's fine. I know what I'm doing. Yeah, I feel I've seen Back to the Future enough. Like I was a big yes. fan of that movie. Well, it was always on TV as yeah. a kid. I mean, it came out in 85. So I was one. So as long as I can remember, there has been Back to the Future. It probably would have been on TV. What, what, what would you say? Like uh, 88, 87? Probably, but that's not when I would have seen it. I probably would have seen it in the mid 90s. Yeah. Well, it would have appeared on TV sometime in the 90s and I would have been conscious of it then. That's when I was starting to become conscious of movies. Well, this is my point. It would have been on TV before <clears throat> either of us were really able to remember anything. We were of the age where as long as we know TV has had Back to the Future on it. That's the weird thing. It's like, it's probably been around as long as I existed, but I think for a bit of my early childhood, I never knew it existed. Like I knew things like Star Wars existed. I remember knowing about those early yep. on. Bruce Lee and Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. I remember knowing about those since I was a little kid. But yeah, Back to the Future, like I discovered when it was on TV one time and I was just like, this movie's amazing. One of my earliest memories of TV, because I of all my memories, TV memories are the best ones. I believed that Rocky, before he was a boxer, he was an arm wrestler because of the movie Over the Top because <laughs> they did like a Sylvester Stallone night. It's two times the Stallone, but I'm a little child who doesn't understand what's happening. And they played Rocky. I'm like, I know Rocky. And then afterwards they played Over the Top where he's an arm wrestler. So as my little kid brain went, oh, this is like the prequel and Rocky was an arm wrestler. <laughs> it made sense. Because you just assume same actor. They must be playing the same character in everything. And technically when you're a little kid and it's one movie after the other, you could have fallen asleep, woken up, suddenly the guy who was punching people is arm wrestling them. <laughs> like, what's going on here? It's kind of connected. It may as well. Be. And you know, you're a kid. You don't realize that movies end and start. So you're just like, oh, it's the same thing. This is like a flashback scene. I reckon the weirdest Sylvester Stallone marathon that I've seen, it only had two movies, but it was Judge Dredd and Demolition Man. Oh yeah. And it's because not only do both of those movies have Sylvester Stallone, they also have Rob Snyder. You so can you do it. So you could bill that as a Rob Snyder marathon. That's an awesome Rob Schneider marathon. I would love to see a Rob Schneider marathon because he's in so many movies where he's a background character. Like there's so many Adam Sandler movies. You could do an Adam Sandler marathon, but call it the Rob Schneider marathon. <laughs> like there's no Animal or Deuce Bigelow or any of his movies in it. It's just- No, just a water boy. 51st Dates, Little Nicky. He's in it for like one scene where he goes, you can do it. And that's it. In Big Daddy, he's like the delivery guy. Yeah, you see, that's almost too much. He used to play a lot of ethnic characters, now I think about it. He's he half Filipino. Oh, so he could get away with it? Yeah, I think legally he's allowed to. When you look at him, you go, you're not really, you don't look like you got the carrying, like, I can be an Asian in movies card, but he is more Asian than a lot of people who do. At the moment, I know three people who are half Filipino, half white. All three of them look completely differently from each other. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the Philippines is a melting pot. There's no Filipino race. There's like 50 islands and each island has a different race on it. Yeah, because there's one of them who just looks like, he just looks like a white guy. There oh, is yeah. nothing that does not look any trace of Filipino in him. <laughs> there's another guy in there 
complete opposite. It looks like there's no white in him. He just looks like a Filipino guy. And then the third guy, he actually does sort of look halfway in between. Oh, they're like the spectrum going from one yeah, side to the other, like a like, sliding scale. Go in order from like Filipino to Caucasian. You know what order you belong in. Because I studied uh, Eskrima and Kali, uh, which is the Filipino martial arts, Dumog and such. There's no one system. There's like every village has its own system. There's the, the Muslim section. There's like the Indian section. You can tell the Filipino apart from other Asians. They have a certain look. They have great skin because they have a nice like a, a tanning skin. I used to work with this Filipino guy who he was really old and you would not have known it except the fact that he had a hearing aid. He was a bit deaf. And I think it was like one year. It's just like the clock ticked over and I went, oh my God, you're decrepitly old. <laughs> I Did could you just age a hundred years. Yeah. It's like, like a holiday's passed and he came back. I'm like, maybe he used to dye his hair or something. And he let it go. I don't know what it was, but he went from looking like he was 40s to like 140. <laughs> it was insane. But he, he was stay out of the sun. But it was great because he had that hearing aid and he was a perfect guy to work with because he worked in the office just next to mine. But because of the hearing aid, doesn't talk to anyone, minds his own business. The only thing we'd ever say is at lunchtime, he'd come out and go, lunchtime. <laughs> and that's all. Every day without fail. Lunchtime. So here's your lunch bell? Pretty much. But his uh, wife was a Chinese chef, like also Filipino, but she worked in like Chinese uh, kitchens. So she cooked good food. So if I was him, I'd be like, yeah, lunchtime. <laughs> that's what I hang out for all day yeah this is the whole point of going to work and i'm there with my stupid sandwich <laughs> goddamn irish background nibbling on a potato <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say like sandwich doesn't sound very irish I'm trying to think of anglo you could say anglo but it's european a sandwich is a european thing well, sandwich is a place isn't it well they're invented by the earl of sandwich but eating bread is like a european thing like you couldn't just say only english people eat sandwiches could you you could say that i don't know if it's accurate yeah well that's what i mean <laughs> like like if you went to france and you're like well this is france obviously they're not gonna eat sandwiches that can't be right i don't know i mean eating sandwiches is a very caucasian thing i think that's what i mean it's sandwich is a european food you can't just limit it to the Irish but then again you can't say the Irish don't eat sandwiches no but they have potatoes yeah they don't know for any other food but potatoes <laughs> that's that's potatoes and whiskey which is made from potatoes <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah you can't ferment a sandwich to make whiskey well they have tongue sandwiches that's disgusting yeah that's how you know it's Irish <laughs> if it's a disgusting Why? what animal a cow ox uh. tongue the fact that you said ox makes it worse than a cow. An it ox does. and a cow is not the same thing. Ox is disgusting. It's like if someone says, do you want some sheep? Is it lamb or mutton? There's a big difference there. Yeah, mutton sounds gross. Hey, you want a cow sandwich? Yeah, I love beef. No, no, this is ox. Oh, that's... No, I'm not eating an ox. Oxes look disgusting. Like if I ate an ox burger, I think I was going like out there, let alone its tongue. And if they said, well, if you're not up for ox, well, let's get you some yak. Whoa, whoa, this is just going downhill too fast. Oh no, a yak's tongue would be disgusting. That would be the worst. Fine. We'll get you some water buffalo. Are you happy now? I didn't realize there's such a scale of Yeah, I'm trying bovine. to figure out now. You have to order the tongues that you would want to eat. I think yak is right down the bottom. I don't know why when you said yak, I was like, that's disgusting. I thought you pushed that a little too far by saying yak. Does it make you want a yak? It does a bit. Like It's a poor word. I think uh, in Australia more than anywhere else would respond the worst to yak. Yeah, because it's no part of a yak I would want to eat. Yeah, that just sounds horrible. And it's just another cow. Yeah, I but I feel if I was on like a desert island surrounded by yaks I would probably starve Stop. to death <laughs> don't really want to have any of this no, I'm just like I'm done I don't want your milk 
<laughs> I'm not eating your tongues. I do not want to eat your butts. Yeah, milking a yak would be awkward because they got that fur. You just have to like get under it. Have you ever eaten cereal when you've got a beard? And like if the spoon isn't angled just right and you don't get it all in your mouth, your hair just absorbs it. And <laughs> that's what a yak tastes like. Well, that's what I mean. Like you'd be milking all day and it would just disappear. It would, nothing would hit the bucket. It would just soak up into the yak. Yeah. You guys are like giant sponges. Yeah, and you try and wring it out and it just doesn't come out. Like the amount of milk that would disappear into my beard and I never got it back. Like you have to go wash your face because you can't get it out of there. It just retains milk. It does it more for milk than it does for water. So a yak is just, yeah, a milk sponge. I don't know how their calves ever feed. <laughs> What's the best bovine then? Other Well, cow, obviously. Probably, yeah. Would you rate buffalo up there above ox? See, buffalo doesn't sound too bad. There's water buffalo and there's bison too. Yeah, like okay, a water buffalo kind of sounds like it will have some sort of bacteria or... Like it'll be cheap. There'll be a parasite in there. But <laughs> it I don't know. seems kind of third worldy is what you're saying. But I don't know. You say buffalo. I'm kind of like... It's like Mystical. turkey to chicken, isn't it? Yeah. Like if, if it's a cow is a cow? chicken and like a turkey is... A bison a, is the turkey. Yeah. Yeah. So if someone said like, would you like some buffalo? I would probably eat buffalo. Like it's something you'd want to eat out of interest. Yeah. I don't know if it would be good or not. If someone said, hey, you guys want to try some buffalo? Yeah, I want to try some buffalo. You want a yak? No, I don't want a yak. Thank you very much. If buffalo was on the menu, I would expect to pay more for it than I would for regular beef. Yeah, it's a delicacy, which we've covered. But yak, <laughs> if that was on the menu, only weird people order that. Ironically, and I've heard this, but I don't know if it's actually true. When the bison population in North America, which is nearly decimated to nothing, we know that because when the Europeans got there, they all shot them. And because they didn't know to fear people or guns, they wouldn't run away when they were being shot. <laughs> That's like the easiest prey ever. Yeah, they're huge. And one would die right next to it and just be like, oh, he's dead. And just stand there and people would shoot at them as they're going past in the trains. But when the settlers would shoot them, they'd only eat the tongue. What? I, I have heard this. I have nothing to back it up other than I've heard it. And that's good enough for Wiki Review. Always has been, always will be. But they're full of meat. There must be some great meat on a buffalo. Does that mean that their tongue is like the best tongue you can eat? Better than steak? Because I'm just going to go out there and say that all tongue is gross. Yeah, but people back in those days ate weird shit. They did, but I always had it in my head, like, they only did that because they had no choice. Like, you know, you hear people like, well, they ate dung. Well, obviously they had nothing else but dung. That's called being desperate. They're trying to survive. Yeah, but if there are buffaloes everywhere, what are they eating shit for? Well, yeah, well, why are you just eating the tongue and then starving if you've got this whole huge buffalo? It's like, you know what steak is, and buffaloes are huge. They're nothing but steak. Why wouldn't you eat the steak? I think they just thought that the buffalo were infinite. They were just like, fuck it, we can just keep killing them and eating their tongues. We don't need the rest of them. Yeah, it might be hard. Like, you got to cut it out, whereas the tongue's the easiest thing to get out. See, that's where the thing, because I think of the uh, Native Americans where they... They eat every part of the buffalo. Every part of the buffalo. And it's just like, then the white people come and they just use the, just the tongue. And it's like, that's pretty lazy. That is as lazy as you can get. That is literally the easiest thing to cut off a buffalo. Yeah. Except maybe the tail, but then there's nothing in that. Didn't they at least get its, like, fur as it got on or skin or whatever the hell it is and make a coat? No. Couldn't care less. Do you reckon the Native Americans would have looked at it like, you know, when you go to a restaurant and you see people order a huge meal, they have like a bite and then leave. And you're like, you are not going to finish your steak. Native Americans just like, these people, they just order it and then they walk away. What gives, man? Bullets cost money. To me, it's like eating the, just the tongue of the buffalo is like going to a restaurant, ordering like this nice steak 
and then eating the little parsley decorative thing <laughs> and then leaving. Oh, oh, you're full now? <laughs> oh, yeah, you got to have that parsley. You're not even meant to eat that bit. That's a garnish. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure the tongue of the animal is one of the parts you throw in the garbage once you've done cutting all the food off. The tongue is not good. It's chewy. Of all the things in a body, the tongue is designed to be chewed and mm. not break because it's in the mouth. Like, we've all bit our tongues and they heal and they're designed to, like, not be cut off when you accidentally bite them. The rest of your meat will tear and shred and move. The tongue is the most resistant. And this is like a like a cow tongue. That's a strong tongue because they chew their cud. Yeah, they got that rolling technique. They got big flat teeth that they have to mortar and pistol the grass. So you know that tongue is like tough and chewy and gamey. That's It's the worst possible tongue you could have except maybe a cat tongue because <laughs> that will stab you. They're like knives. Yeah, everything on a cat is sharp. Have you ever seen like the slow motion of like a cat's tongue? It actually grosses me out because it's just spikes. Yeah, I don't want to see that. Yeah, well, you know when people say when they get licked by a cat, it hurts? Yeah, I've been licked by a cat. It feels weird. Yeah, it's, it's not cool. It's really pronounced. All tongues are essentially like this, but theirs are like, like imagine a thousand claws, tiny little <laughs> claws. And then I saw it on a lion and I'm like, yeah, that's not funny. No, no. Though if I was being licked by a lion, I would be thankful that I've gotten off that light so far. Yeah, just that's cool. You do that, buddy. If he seems to like me, then I'm just like, yeah, it's, it's cool. Just continue on as it is. He will lick you as long as he wants. I know I have seen like footage on the internet of people who have like tried to pat a lion through a cage and there's that moment where the lion just like grabs their arm <laughs> and I always think like just before it starts like twisting and shit with your arm what is going through your head that second it grabs your arm just oh no <laughs> Oh no. It's just like at that point, you have got to be more sure than anything that you're going to lose that arm, right? Absolutely. I think everyone who has put their arm through a fence to pat a lion and the lion then grabs their arm, the first thought everyone has is, I knew this would happen. <laughs> oh, this is what the zookeeper was talking about. Before I put my hand in, I'm like, it'll bite me. No, dude, it's not going to bite you. Settle down. Bang, chomp. I knew this would happen. Yeah, well, why'd you do it then? <laughs> Common sense dictates you don't put Put your arm out near a lion. Oh, but that idea of like knowing in the next like two to three seconds, you could lose an arm. Oh yeah. Like you have an arm now, a couple of seconds, you might not. It's not gone yet. Like the lion's got it, but it hasn't decided what's going to happen. Because I've seen footage of like, you know, the people who do the crocodile routine where they put their hands in or they put their head in the crocodile's mouth. And I've seen one where the guy put his arm in and then it just chomped and then did the roll. Yeah, I think it was in Japan or something, wasn't it? I think it's that same clip. So you see the guy like immediately there's the chomp, but before he even has time to think, the crocodile's rolled and just twisted his arm off. Mm. That's horrible. So that's the, I knew this would happen. And there goes my arm. I've seen footage of like, you know, when gorillas grab people's uh, jumpers because they sit with their back to the cage, like a hoodie. Yeah. And the gorilla comes up and grabs their hoodie. And then you see them like stuck to the bars <laughs> as this gorilla's pulling them. And it usually ends with, they, they manage to get out of the jumper and it's just the gorillas now. <laughs> the gorilla now owns a hoodie. I would love to see them go up, talk to the zookeeper and be like, hey, that gorilla's got my jumper. And it's like, yeah, you are not getting that back. <laughs> Do you think I'm going in there for your jumper? <laughs> that gorilla's got my jumper. He sure does. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to go in and take it back, be my guest. 
Oh, that's oh. terrible. Oh, trust me. You don't want it back. It's probably done something very bad to it. That one, I can feel sorry for those people. Like they are stupid, but they weren't even like taunting the gorilla. They didn't want the gorilla's attention. They had their back to the gorilla. They just wanted to sit down. It's been a long day at the zoo. Why is there even a seat there where a gorilla can grab you? <laughs> Why are people able to sit there? That's a poorly designed zoo. But then you see them like, cause your arms, like they pull on the, the hoodie. So their arms are like pinned. <laughs> And it's literally, the grills are strong. It's trying to pull them through the bars. It will kill you. Yeah, it will it will rip their arms off just from pulling. And hopefully, yeah, either the hoodie breaks, someone manages to get the grill to let go, or they get out of the hoodie and the hoodie just goes. That is the thing. It's like, if you see somebody who wants to fight you, you sort of can size them up and go, can I take this guy? Can I not take this guy? If a gorilla wants to fight you, it doesn't really matter who the gorilla is. Yeah. You just assume the gorilla's going to win every time. There is no reason to fight a gorilla. You don't win that fight. Because how small would a gorilla have to be? Because a baby gorilla. Do you reckon you could beat a baby gorilla in a fight? Oh, you could soccer kick one easy, right? <laughs> but still, like, even like... Uh, like are they stronger than you? Is a baby gorilla stronger than you? Like, freshly born? Yeah, I could take it. <laughs> Like it's still got the fluids on it. And- yeah, yeah. Like it's just discovered what what life is. It's just, oh, look, there's a place called Earth and I can see the sun. <laughs> You're like oh running God. up for your kick. <laughs> just kicking it like a soccer ball. <laughs> and then every day after that, I become increasingly less confident. If you kicked it on day one, I would recommend you staying away from that zoo forever after that. Yeah. Well, firstly, if I'm in that situation, I don't have to worry about the gorilla I'm kicking. I have to worry about the gorilla that just gave birth to it. <laughs> Like, I'm trying to drop kick something as soon as it... Like, it hasn't even hit the ground yet. And this mother's like, I just gave birth to that. And not only has it got gorilla strength, but it's got crazy I'm a mother now strength. That's way more dead than if you get a silver back. <laughs> I would probably fear a female gorilla more than a male gorilla. Like, if I saw a mother with a baby, I'm like, oh, that thing's going to fuck me up now. The male is usually trying to look after, like, no, I dominate my pack. I have to protect it, shoo you away. But I've seen enough documentaries to know that there are female gorillas who will get stuff happen to them and the male's like oh well you know you know one out of eight isn't bad <laughs> i mostly did my job but you get between like a gorilla and its baby there's no logic in it it's gonna go ape shit on you no pun intended yeah like <laughs> literally like the definition of ape shit i believe was crafted when someone got between a mother gorilla and her baby and that is the thing in the animal kingdom is i think the females are mostly the most aggressive it's the same with lions as well oh like Male lions, lions are, the, are lazy. Yeah, they, they just got an afro. That's what they do. So awesome being a lion. I know. Sleep all day, cruise around, and the, the females are like, hey, we got some food. Oh, sweet. Cool. You can eat after I'm done. All right. <laughs> although I, I, I love the wizard of criticizing lions for not being politically correct. Although I have seen a lot of things where the male lion is not in charge. Like you think that, oh, he's the king of the jungle because he's got this big mane. Uh, he, he many a times is the little bitch. <laughs> because he gets between the mother and the cub. There's a lot of cases where the male lion will eat babies or destroy them. Like, it might be his kid. He doesn't really care. <laughs> but the mothers are like, sees him coming and knows it's trouble. And they're just like, oi, 
out. You've been drinking. You're not allowed <laughs> in, in the house. I do not want you around here. I don't care you to baby daddy. So lions are basically like organs. Yeah, yeah. That's I cannot think of a better simile. <laughs> lions, like you put a lion in the middle of Logan, he'll be at Centrelink the next day lining up with everyone else. He will assimilate. <laughs> I mean, they already kind of have a mullet. That'd fit in. Yeah, you, you could see him down at the RSL. <laughs> they have the, the lions charity people. It all, it all fits together in a perfect tapestry. So would you want a lion as a pet? No. <laughs> no. There's. I mean, so that much... is the smart answer. Yeah, there is so much footage of people who, like, have lions as pets. And the whole time, you just like, is it going to happen? Is this the moment? Like, you know, the, the guy who bought the lion from Harrods? Yeah, but then there's, like, that cool footage of him going back and tracking down the lion, and they're all like, hey! Yeah, but at what point was he convinced? Because the lion saw him from ages away, turned, had that crazy look in its eye, and started charging at him. Like, I could never be that sure of, like, I'm just going to stand here, this lion's going to charge at me, and when a charging lion gets to me... Something good's going to happen. I have never been that confident in my life. That guy is a different person to me. I wouldn't have even been that confident that it was my lion. Yeah. That would have been the funniest footage of like, as it gets really <laughs> close to him, he's like, holy shit, that's not Christian. Get in the car, everyone. <laughs> Run. <laughs> Just, oh my, like the last words is, oh, that's not Christian. Roar. <laughs> you see this guy get like his head bitten off. Well, there was that couple that used to live with bears. Um, I say used to live. I, I get the context of <laughs> that's used to. Uh, is live what they used to do or live with the bears? I think they were going to... No, they actually went out and they would sleep and like around the bears and stuff like that and hang out with them and even wrestle with them and play. And they were just like, no, they're misunderstood creatures. People keep saying they're going to tear us apart, but they never seem to. And they're in talks with people to have a reality show. Like these were some crazy out there people. But there was video footage apparently, but you can't find it anywhere. It got silence. It's got silence, but apparently, yeah, they it's both of them pissed off a bear one time and it acted like a bear. It did what bears do. Yeah. And that's the thing is like with people like that where they're just like, no, nah, I've been doing this for ages. Like, yeah, but it's only a matter of time, right? Mm. Like, And that's what I mean. It only takes the one time. Jane Goodall is just completely lucky she didn't get her arms torn off by gorillas. Yes. She was just lucky. And even then, like when you see what she did, she watched from a long way away and they weren't even gorillas, were they? They were, were they gorillas or they were chimpanzees? Oh, did she do chimpanzees? I thought she did gorillas. Maybe they were gorillas. I don't actually know. Neither do I. I'm guessing. That's I, why I'm backing down from my answer. Someone chi- listening knows. Yeah. And you're screaming at us right now. <laughs> Message us. Let us know. Dear Wiki Review, you have once again made a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. We know. Yeah. It's the I monkey f- woman. Whatever. Yeah. I feel that I've seen a photo with her with chimps. Yeah. No, it's chimps. It's definitely it chimps. chimps. Okay, I'll take it. I'm thinking of context where people go, yeah, where she... I'm thinking of The Simpsons right now, where <laughs> she goes, I spend the, the, the morning studying chimps, then I have a lunch, then I spend the afternoon studying chimps, and then at night I write my journal about chimps. Wow, you must be the boringest woman in the world. <laughs> Uh, I love that we use Simpsons as our reference point. Well, it must be true. Because well, it was her doing her own voice. Why would she say gorillas if it was chimps? Why would she say chimps if it was gorillas? Yeah, exactly. She said chimps. So I'm going to go with that. It must be chimps. And I've seen photos of her with a little chimp. And they're still dangerous. But Yeah, I mean, they still are. I wouldn't fight a chimp. What I heard, I believe most primates, like chimpanzees, baboons, and I think gorillas might be a little different. But the first thing they do is bite your face and your hands. So they bite your hands so that you can't use your hands to defend yourself so you put your hands up and like they've got sharp teeth and strong jaws so they bite your hands so now you can't defend yourself then they bite your face off but i can't even defend myself 
And that's like horrifying, but it's not even a good defense strategy for them. Like that's just like torture. Other animals like a lion will pin you down and bite your neck. You know, like uh, a hyena will surround you and they'll slowly chomp you down. You can live a long time with no face. That's what I was thinking. Like having your face like bitten off or torn off, that doesn't kill you. That's just like living a life without a face. It's so much worse than dying. (laughs) I would rather die. And then it'll continue like beating you up or doing whatever it does to eventually you'll you're dead, probably crush your skull. But the first thing it's going to do is bite your hands off. So you're like, I can't defend. And if you try to defend, you're like, ow, that really hurts. And then it's going to bite your face off. So you're there like, well, I don't have a face. That's probably a really painful experience to go through. And that's only the beginning. That's its go-to move. I feel I would miss my face. Yeah, that's a, that's an important one. More so because I never think of that, of like what part of your body would you least like to lose? And I guess face. Yeah, face. You need to keep your face as best as possible. Because you can sort of get a prosthetic anything else. Like they can reconstruct things, but it, yeah, it's better to stick with the original stuff you got. Faces always give them problems. Have you mm. seen plastic surgery? Yes. Yeah. Anyway, should we talk some Back to the Future? Yeah, there was no monkeys in that, was there? No, I do not believe there was a monkey in Back to the Future. Unless there was like a spin-off, because I'm looking at the contents here, and it's got the films Back to the Future 1, 2, and 3, but ah. there's other stuff. A short film called Doc Brown Saves the World and it was made what? in 2015. Oh, okay. That explains everything. For the Back to the Future TV series, an animated TV series, Back to the Future, the animated series. They're not getting confused with Rick and Morty, are they? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I think that's what it was. It lasted two seasons. Each featured 13 episodes and ran on CBS. Oh, this was back in, in 1991. Yeah, 91, 92 they did the TV show cartoon Back to the Future. I've never seen that. I didn't even know it was a thing. Can we click it so we can see if we can see some pictures? There's a whole Wikipedia page for the Back to the Future TV series. Oh my God, that's a cartoon. And did it have... The adventure continues on Saturday mornings. Because that's when cartoons were on when you were a kid. Oh, and they didn't have Michael J. Fox or... What's the other guy's name? I've blanked now. What's Doc Brown's name? I was going to say... Christopher Lloyd. They don't have any of them in there. Yeah, no, that's just a a stupid cartoon. It's probably why we've never heard of it. Though I assume if you were making a Back to the Future cartoon now, you could probably get Christopher Lloyd back. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he'd dive at that. Michael J. Fox might say no. Yeah, there's a lot of barriers with that, but let's be classy about it. (laughs) (laughs) Michael J. Fox a very talented man and he's always done some amazing stuff and this really did cement him yeah he would never have done a cartoon and even now there's never a point where we'd be like yeah I'm gonna do some voice work yeah though I remember watching a Back to the Future video game it was a computer game that they made which was like a click adventure thing you know where you gotta like talk to people and find things I know the ones yep and it ended up being like five parts and I stumbled across it on YouTube if somebody had played the game through so you could see the cutscenes, and so they worked like three hour movies and so it was these like five three hour movies of back to the future that's cool and i ended up getting caught up and watching them and i think it did have christopher lloyd doing the voice of doc brown that's so cool but the guy doing the voice of marty was not michael j fox but even for a moment where i was just like is this michael j fox It was that close. It was like pretty close. The voice was not even Michael J. Fox. It was specifically Marty McFly's Michael J. Fox. 
box. Like that's like he he was very Marty specifically McFly. in a Marty McFly way. And it's just like, yeah, this guy like nailed it. That's great. Because he's Michael J. Fox. He started as a kid actor. Someone made the decision that he would have a pretentious middle initial. That's an interesting choice. Like, or is that just something he did once he got like into show business? I assume it's a show business thing for like, you know, so because maybe there's a lot of Michael Foxes. It's a relatively Possibly. common name, you'd imagine. I think if you're signing up to the Actors Guild or whatever it is, you can't go under a name that someone else is using, and which is why people change their names. And if you want to stand out anyways, you want to try and be a bit different. So if you want to join the Actors Union and there's already a Garth Remington, you cannot be Garth Remington. There is not, by the way. Yeah. I'd have to be Garth I. Remington. Yeah, you could be Garth I. Remington. I mean, you'd be Garth J. Remington. Well, just make it a... Just forget your initial. It doesn't matter forget, what your name is. Just pick a letter. I mean, wasn't like Charlie Sheen, his real name is like Carlos... It- um, Estevez? Yeah, Estefan. Um, Emilio Estevez. Sorry, I always have to say Emilio to know how to say the last name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's yeah, his brother. Because his dad's Martin Sheen, but it's Estevez. But they're both their last names are really Estevez, yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, Emilio Estevez was the only one who's just like, fuck this, I'm going in with my real name. They don't look like Estevezes, do they? And I wonder if that helped them get work being Sheens. I imagine so. At least for Martin. I mean, Charlie just walked in through the giant hole his father created. <laughs> and just to show that he respects that leg up in life he then continued to smoke crack until he got AIDS is he dead? Martin Sheen no uh, Charlie Sheen no he's still alive oh wow that's impressive though I, I remember watching a show that he did Anger Management it's basically like Two and a Half Men pretty much like after weird, Two and a Half Men yeah after Two and a Half Men they made a show that's pretty much exactly the same and they have on there playing his dad is Martin Sheen oh cause I just assumed that like he was disowned that's what I thought too I thought there's no way Martin Sheen talks to Charlie. <laughs> like, he does not act like a son who talks to his father. No. <laughs> that is the life and the operations of someone who has been disowned <laughs> and has just continued plowing through and has no thought of trying to win back his father's love. Okay, so there was a cartoon of Back to the Future is the point. And this happened in 1991 to 1992. They got two seasons out of it. Yeah, it says in the premise, following the conclusion of Back to the Future Part 3 in 1991, Dr. Emmett Brown moves into a a farm in Hill Valley with his wife Clara, son Jules and Vern, and the yeah. family dog Einstein. Because you're going to have Einstein in it. Oh, absolutely. That's how this whole thing works. Yeah, you do need a, a dog. If it's an 80s movie, you need a dog. As with the films, time travel is achieved through the use of a DeLorean, which has been apparently been rebuilt after being destroyed at the end of the trilogy. Because, of course, you've got to rebuild it. Oh, hang on, hang on. No, 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 no. Didn't Back to the Future 3 end with, like, it had uh, its wheels came up and it flew off? No, Back to the Future ended with it getting hit by a train. Wasn't it on the train? It <clears throat> is the train? No, it got pushed forward in time and it was still on the tracks and a modern day train just came and like obliterated it. Okay, it didn't fly off. That was maybe number two or something. That was the end of number one. Okay, because yeah, he went to the future and got it souped up. Yes. Because then he didn't need uranium anymore. Yeah. Which, hey, it was a lot easier to get uranium back in 1985, wasn't it? Yeah, I reckon it would have been easier to get it then than it is now. Like a lot easier. Like they really tighten the screws. Like it's hard to get uranium, but now it's really hard to get uranium. 
See, I would set us a challenge. We'd have a contest, see which one of us could be the first to get uranium. I'm not doing that. Yeah, I promise you we're both in prison by the end of that. (laughs) Even just saying this on the podcast, there's a good chance someone will at least come to talk to us. Which is nice. I mean, if anyone from the Australian FBI, we we still don't know, CSIRO, I don't know what they're called, comes to us and they're like, hey, we heard you looking for uranium. I mean, well, hey, have you listened to, clearly you've listened to our podcast. Are you subscribing? (laughs) Have you checked out things you wouldn't want to hear? It's a wonderful YouTube series. <laughs> yeah, really, if we're of interest, you should watch all our stuff. Yeah, you you have to. Oh, my God, think of the viewing. And if <laughs> we, we need to put in little tidbits in amongst everything, just like one uranium reference, one, I don't want to say terrorist, but, you know, just like illusions, things that might happen in the background, but you have to watch everything to get it together because that way someone will go, oh, that's of interest, and they look and go, oh, there's things everywhere. Some guy would watch them all multiple times, and he'd have to take it to his superior who would then have to watch it all who then they'd have to show it would just go on and on and on until the entire Australian FBI is watching our stuff and naturally because they have to watch it they'd be fans of ours they'd be like this is awesome and they'd rule that we're just two idiots who probably did this on purpose to get their attention but they'd still find us lovable yeah I mean we just flat out told them our plan now so yeah if they're listening to this but this could all be a cover we could be the greatest source of entertainment throughout all spies that could work. I don't know if the spy industry has like get togethers where they have like seminars where they all meet up and like do professional development on being spies, but we could be like the little jokey halftime break that they get. I gotta be honest, spies aren't really that great at word of mouth advertising. Yeah, I, I am seeing the flaws in this, this plan. <laughs> Like, generally, I don't think a spy can get together for a seminar. That kind of defeats the purpose. But I'm saying that uh, if there is a spy seminar um, and you're organizing it, um, hire us. We will MC it. We will do a great job at MCing it. I could do that. Yeah, I think I'd own that. If that was a real thing, that would be great to do. What if you were doing a spy seminar and we were MCing it and it looked like we were playing to, like, an empty room? And then at the end, like, you get up and all the furniture turns into, like, people and stuff and it was all <laughs> costumes and, like, they start walking off. And it's like, oh, I hope they enjoyed the show. Oh, cool. Didn't laugh once. Well, they couldn't. They're spies. They know how to internalize that stuff. That's how we're going to walk away with it. Like, obviously, they would have laughed heaps, like, because we were obviously really funny. (laughs) We didn't stuff up or anything. I'm going to set this up now. This would be a great prank. Like, look, no, no. It's like they've got invisibility cloaks, Ben. Uh, we're going to do a seminar. We're going to MC a thing. you got to do it. But they've got invisible. Like, like Predator. Yeah, they're all invisible. But they're all there and they won't make any noise, but you got to do it. And then I'll just hire like a room at the Hilton and get you to perform to an empty room. How are you going to convince me that people have invisibility cloaks? I don't feel like I would buy that. Well, just they're spies. I mean, why would I go and hire a seminar room if that wasn't true? <laughs> That's weird. But would you believe that if I did that, if I came up to you and said, I go to seminar room for you, they're just wearing invisibility cloaks. Oh, hell no. I wouldn't believe that at all. Yeah, no, who would? And the first thing I'd do is go down there and try and touch somebody. (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? Try and uh, enforce that. How freaked out would you be if when you went down to touch somebody, you poked and someone went, ow. Yeah, yeah, that that (laughs) would do it. Like, oh my God. Have you seen the prank that people do with the magic? I've seen it done to children, but I've also seen it done to adults where they get a person to sit in a chair and they go, we're going to make them invisible. And yeah, they do the thing where they put the sheet over them, they pull the sheet off and they're gone because it's the magic trick where they run away. And then they do some sleight of hand so that with strings or something, so you can see the person holding a can or something, but they're invisible. Then they go, okay, now we're going to do it to you. And the whole room is set in, is in the setup for it. So when the person, they put the sheet over the person, the person sits there, they pull the sheet off, the person's still sitting there, but everyone in the room's like, oh my God, where did they go? 
Yeah, I have seen that. It's very cute. Kids love it, but I've also seen it work on an adult. I've only seen it done on adults. Yeah, so I think it's like that, but a seminar room. (laughs) That's kind of the opposite, though. Like, everyone else is invisible. You're visible. Yeah, I mean, if I told you that you were invisible, you would go, I don't believe you. And you'd look around you and, like, dance in front of people to see if they saw you. To just prove to me that, like, no, people can see me. But if unbeknownst to you, I've got them all in on this. Then it's working. Then it's going to work because you'll start going, well, this is weird. This person's acting like they can't see me and they don't even know Ben. So now you feel like you're getting all these disconnected sources verifying it. And at a certain point, your brain just goes, "There, the likelihood of this all being set up. People who are pranked, they don't really do anything that you would do if you were invisible. They just continuously test it. Yeah. Like they jump up and wave in front of people's faces. They don't start stealing shit and just <laughs> running off knowing that they're invisible. Well, I think because the first thing is if you are invisible, someone's turned you invisible. That's really cool. You don't want to ever stay invisible don't leave the magician because you need to be turned visible again but why wouldn't you want to stay invisible i would stay invisible that sounds terrible well you got to think about it these people think that they can see themselves but no one else can see yeah but how are you going to get through automatic doors ever again you might need a buddy for that see what i mean like and has your buddy like gonna know you're there you're just gonna spend the rest of your life scaring people just get a trench coat or something do the invisible man thing didn't he solve this problem already sunglasses a hat and trench coat but these people are still wearing clothes yeah but so i don't know well, if additional I, I'm, clothes. i'm just assuming those are my invisible clothes yeah no that does make sense oh, which gets annoying because i lose stuff all the time and i'd be going like have you seen my invisible clothes ben we've been over this no one can see your invisible <laughs> clothes except you you're the only person and then i'd trip over it on the way out like oh what was that ben i found your invisible shirt it landed on my face oh dude that's actually my invisible underwear <laughs> yeah i've been meaning to clean those would you get invisible skid marks or would like- i would want to hope so because you wouldn't want them just like a skid mark <laughs> walking around floating everywhere because <laughs> Imagine that. I slip on them. I'm like, I pull this invisible thing off me. I like present them back to you, but you can see them. And it's just like poo mark the whole way along. And I'm like, oh, your thing I found. And you're like, oh, thank God he can't see that. Because how would it work was like, because if I get turned invisible, I would just be invisible how I was at that point. So I assume my clothes. Also invisible. Anything that's in me. But if afterwards I go and eat like a hot dog or something like that, and you going to see it pass through my digestive tract. Ah, like if something's inside you, is it invisible? Like, cause it's got, it's surrounded. Like, could you put something under your shirt and it disappears or if you stain the shirt, will the stain appear? Like if someone was to, cause you see that in movies where they pour the paint on them and you can see where they are. Or if it's raining, then people can see your ghost. Yeah. And also dust. What are the jobs you could get if you were invisible? There'd be stuff in the movies. They'd obviously like, think of the special effects money they could save just having you like hold stuff when you're invisible. Yeah. That'd be a pretty easy gig. Oh, I learned just this week that, you know how vampires can't see themselves in mirrors. That is because back in the day when vampires first, came about, mirrors were made using quicksilver. And, you know, silver is the pure metal that they use to kill werewolves and stuff. So they don't use silver anymore. So modern day mirrors, you could see a vampire in. I mean, this is all based on like stuff that doesn't exist. This is all made up stuff, but this is the logic and the science behind fantasy. Because I also thought they couldn't see their reflection in like water. Really? Well, well that's what I thought. But well, again, most of my references are probably movies. But the, it all started originally with they can't see themselves in mirrors because of quicksilver, because it's the silver. So if you see someone's reflection, that doesn't mean they're not a vampire. 
just for future, just watch that. My point is, yeah, their reflections, they couldn't do things like the Invisible Man could. You could get a job, a vampire couldn't. Whereas the movies... That's good to know. Movies in 17th century, vampires were all over those special effects. Though I reckon right now I could get a job that a vampire couldn't. I could be a security guard at a blood bank. Or a lifeguard out in the sun. There's there a, lot a lot of, of careers that are available <laughs> to me, not vampires. Yeah. Matter of fact, I think that they are pretty limited when it comes to their careers. They can probably do night fill. Yeah, they can do stuff at night. They can only go into places where they are welcomed in. So security guards is pretty much out of it because they can't just go around and check places. They need someone to welcome them in. Yeah, I've been watching lately In the Shadows. Oh, What We Do in the Shadows. What I love it. The, the TV show or the movie? There's a movie? Yeah, this is originally a movie. Oh, was it originally a movie and then they turned that into a TV show? Yeah, you got to see the the original movie has a, you know, Jermaine from uh, Flight of the Concords. Oh, cool. Yeah. I'm actually, yeah, all right. Well, I'll have to get the movie then. Yeah, and um, Murray's in it as well. Who's Murray? Murray from Flight of the Concords. Mary. Oh, yeah. Um, Reese stuff. I don't know why my head didn't just go straight to that since it was the same show. <laughs> now, Reese Darby, the, the improv in, uh, New Zealand comedian guy. And yeah, he plays the werewolf. His uh, catchphrase is, guys, we're werewolves, not swearwolves. Because <laughs> they go, yeah, they swear. Hey, language, we're werewolves, not swearwolves. Uh, but yeah, no, you got to see the movie. It's hilarious. But yeah, I have been watching the TV show as well. Yeah, yeah. That comes up a bit that they can't come in anywhere unless they're invited. I mean, and a vampire that you couldn't work at Domino's Pizza, you'd think, oh, late night delivery. No, they can't because the garlic bread. I found out about it because Taikwa Titi, it's yes. like his show. But in my head, I actually thought like he was the main guy in it and I didn't recognize the main guy. So in my head, I'm just <laughs> like, well, that must be Taikwa Titi because every other time I've seen him, he's been like a rock person or Hitler. So... <laughs> I, I didn't really know what he looked like. And this guy's sort of like made up in a heap of makeup as a vampire too. And then when I checked IMDb, I'm like, oh no, he's not in it at all. Yeah, in fact, that guy you're thinking of, he's not even a Kiwi. He's a American. And he the, was in an episode or two of Weeds and looks very different. The other guy from uh, that hospital show, the Garth, Garth Morangi's something time or something yeah yeah the that other guys from that and yeah i recognized him quite instantly with that i don't know the lady in it i don't know her name or where she's from but she is absolutely fabulous in that show she is i do like her she's a standout character so far i think i'm in like six episodes in it's pretty good i've just finished the second season highly recommend it keep going it's great yeah oh no i'm gonna keep going with it. it's funny yeah i'd be watching it now if you weren't here <laughs> <laughs> if we could hurry this up gun yeah 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 like after this i got i just got in the shadows so <laughs> I just want to jump back to, because we went to the cartoon, but I just want to jump back to this short film, Doc Brown Saves the World. In now, 2015. Yeah, 2015. So that's 23 years after the last movie. They made a short film. It was direct-to-video. Now, direct-to-video in 2015. Do, do they have videos in 2015? Well, it says direct. It went to Blu-ray and DVD, which I've actually got the DVD release at the Back to the Future trilogy. Oh. I don't remember seeing this. Maybe it's in the, is it in the special features? I mean, mine was in a special box and everything. It should have it, but, and I think I got it around that time. Well, check, it might be a special feature in it. I don't even know if I have anything that plays DVDs anymore. Oh, wow. Well, give it to me. (laughs) If I can find it, I'll go through my box and find all my pile of like DVDs that I still have. I know I have a copy of Terminator Salvation still in its plastic wrapping. Terminator Salvation. That's not number three. That's the TV show. No, not the TV show. It's the one that had Christian Bale and didn't have Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's not a good one. Yeah. It's probably the weakest in the series, and three is a thing. I would say it's worse than three. Okay. Because at least three had Arnold Schwarzenegger. It sucked, but it had Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm going to step back.
I think three is highly underrated. It was because number two was so successful. And whenever you put a female character in place of a male, there's always this group of guys who get to go, oh, it's just because it's not as good. But it's actually a pretty all right movie. It's pretty clever the way it all comes together and stuff. It would be an all right movie if it was on its own. It's when you have like Terminator 1 and Terminator 2 of like, these are two of the greatest movies. And when they're like, we're going to add to this series, you're like, don't mess it up. Don't do that. Exactly right. It's by itself, great movie. And it actually has a great cast and good stuff happens in it. But you're coming after Terminator 2 with Guns N' Roses playing with like the liquid Terminator. That was one of the fewest sequels that just blitzed far and beyond the original. Like the original was a groundbreaking movie for many reasons. And then they went and topped it. You don't get to top things a third time. That's not how it works. And that's why I feel after Terminator 2, they should have dropped the mic and walked off. Like it'd be like making a fourth Back to the Future. It's such a good trilogy where we don't want this asterisk of like, I love the Terminator movies except for the third one. Except now you got the third one, the fourth one. But then there's a, Genesis is pretty good and I just saw the latest one whatever it's called I want to say Dark Fate I don't know what it's actually called Dark Fate I don't think I actually got around to saying that I saw the Genesis one though yeah that that was pretty cool well the latest one because it makes the obvious it's like they should have thought of this ages ago there's a cyborg yeah I guess that makes sense because the humans aren't they all cyborgs no no they're robots it's the humans are putting robot stuff on them to fight the robots yeah they should have thought about that earlier that is actually a good idea see that's what I mean like how much time has gone by since the original Terminator and no one thought of that? They, in Genesis, they did this whole, it's a particle computer, you know, where it's like the, it, where it's pixels. And no one went, hey, why don't the humans try to put robot parts on them since all this technology exists? No one thought of that. I reckon when someone came up with that, they were like, oh my God, we've got a movie. This is real now. I think there are a lot of things in the Terminator premise that don't really make sense. The whole you can't send back weapons. Well, the thing is, is you're already sending Terminators back, but tricking the program because you cover them in skin. So what if you just got a gun and covered it in skin? Put it in your mouth, stuck up your butt, or just get some skin and wrap it? They have artificial skin. I mean, Terminator... Terminators get covered in the stuff. And why didn't the Terminator just have guns and stuff inside it? Well, I think the third one did. Oh, yeah, but it took two movies for that to happen. Yeah, but once you have, like, the liquid and metal one, you're just like, well, this one's going to obliterate them, right? We don't need to even give this guy a gun. That's true. But, like, uh, and I suppose the Arnold Schwarzenegger one, like, it didn't matter because they were designed to do another purpose, but then they just sent it back because it was already an infiltrator. But, yeah, so when he said, oh, because it's got to be covered in skin, that makes no sense. Like, I mean, we can figure out ways to loophole around it to get a weapon back, but why is it suddenly that anything that's surrounded by skin goes through. And I only just recently watched the first one. So, because it's whenever it's on, I watch it. And they do this in the interview. They're like, so why didn't you bring any ray guns back? He's like, because it's it got to be surrounded by biological makeup. Look, I don't know how it works, okay? I didn't invent it. I'm like, oh, that's a good plot device you've put in there. <laughs> that's a good line to not explain anything. He doesn't know. You know why? Because no one knows because it doesn't make sense. Look, we sent a robot back and we sent a dude back. We wanted some male nudity, and here we are now. That was like, did you ever see the movie Looper? Yes. <clears throat> Where in the future, Joseph Gordon-Lovitz turns into Bruce Willis for some reason? Yes. So they have the the cheekbones, yes. I remember there was a scene in a diner where they're talking about it and they're just like pulling apart the time travel thing and Bruce Willis is like, look, if I would explain every little thing to you about how it works, we'd just be sitting here for hours. So let's just get on with it. And it's like, all right, fair enough movie. (laughs) It's like, look, time travel, deal with it. Stop asking questions. You're ruining the movie. (laughs) 
<laughs> Don't tug at the thread. And because there's two sides to that where you go, look, they're telling the story. There's time travel. Just assume they know what they're doing. They've got their own rules in it and that's how it works. But as a person like me, I just want to discuss like, no, 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 no. T- tell me how it happens. So like Terminator rules, you can only go one way. You can only go backwards. You can't go forwards into time because it hasn't happened yet. But surely, thanks to Back to the Future, if you went back in time, then your future would exist, right? But then you could go forward and like, like you know what I mean? Like it does exist. They say time, the future doesn't exist yet. That's why they can't travel backwards. But if you just came from it, then it does exist. Well, that future does. Oh, it'd be a new future. But then Terminator comes to the conclusion that it's always going to end up the same no matter what. Yeah, that was something that they came to in Terminator 3, wasn't it? Yes. And in Genesis, the idea that um, John Connor was the cause of all of it. I feel that they only put that in so they could keep the series going. True. And in the last one, uh, what happens is they fix it. They save the world. This is, um, I think it's a different timeline to the Genesis one because Sarah Connor saves her son. They kill off the Terminators. But then another Terminator, because there were different Terminators constantly appearing because they were from a timeline that doesn't exist anymore. So John gets killed as a kid. So like they're in Mexico or something, like right after they killed Terminator 2. A Terminator comes out of the water and shoots him. And then it's like, oh, the future's saved. There will never be robots in the future that take over everything. There's no Skynet. But occasionally a robot will come back in time from a different timeline. So it completely breaks that concept that happened in number three. Okay. But this is the other thing. So why are they coming back in time if it doesn't really have any effect for them? Well, because they're from a timeline where it did. They're from Mm. a timeline that doesn't exist anymore, but they're still being sent back. Like Doc did in Back to the Future, where he used a chalkboard, which was lovely, Mm. that he felt the need to do a chalkboard where he wrote, he drew a straight line and then he showed we're back here where it, it diverged and then he drew a second line. And then he's like, this is how it works. And I'm like, thank God he had a chalkboard for that demonstration and explanation of how time travel works. Yeah, I could not have kept track of two lines without a visual aid. As a professor, I guess he just knows how to demonstrate and talk to layman's like us. See, time travel to me is both one of the best and one of the worst ideas you can have for a story. For the same reason, you get lost in the logic. I completely agree with that entire statement because time travel makes it like, oh, wait, what's happening? Oh, would that really happen? Oh, but... Wouldn't it mean the blah, blah, blah? But it also means that you can it can keep you guessing. Yes. Like uh, 12 Monkeys is a movie, but I saw the TV show. And I recommend this to everyone. See 12 Monkeys, the TV show. Because it's all about time travel. The whole thing is about time travel. You never know what's actually going to happen because nothing happens chronologically. Something might happen because in two episodes time, someone's going to come back to that time and do that. Or maybe they're behind where they were or you don't know about this thing yet. Like So things will happen. You're like, I don't know what that's about. And then later on, you find out what it's about. And just because they're there doesn't mean they're not also somewhere else at the same time. So is he still in a mental institution? No, no, it's completely different. It's not that guy. Oh, fair enough. In fact, Brad Pitt is played by a girl in the TV show. So what he basically, he goes back in time and he's like, at day 30 that he's been there and then when he comes back again he's at day 12. I don't know about the days um, but you know like in that sort of thing where it's all over the place. Well they're trying to undo the the future and they're like uncovering more and more like there's a conspiracy, there's a group that they're trying to stop but then there's the group behind the group but then there's people who aren't the group and the blah 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 and they go all through yeah they go through different periods of time and different places on earth and sometimes they go into the future, sometimes they go way back in the past and yeah 
It, it just keeps you guessing. That's cool. But I think the best use of time travel would have to be, obviously, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. That was good. Maybe we should have done that one instead. Yeah. Too late to change. They actually did a third movie. Yeah, it's out now. I have not seen it. Neither have I. Bill and Ted's, what is it called? Face the Music. Yes. Which, don't you just feel that that was Bill? I don't even know the actor's name. <laughs> but Bill just went, Keanu, please. Look, I need money. I'm begging. I've got no work. This means nothing to you. Look, you're so busy. You can do a terrible movie and your career is not going to... You are untouchable. The internet has proclaimed Keanu Reeves as the perfect man. You will not hurt him because trolls will defend him. <laughs> it's the most insane thing to ever see that Keanu can do no wrong. He's, just, he's a lovely guy. He's a wonderful man. And everyone thinks that and everyone believes that he's the most wholesome guy. But there's Bill who's got no work, no job. He's just like, come on, man. Just... just do this for me, please. I need this. All right, I'll tell you what. As soon as I finish with John Wick, we'll do this. Thank you so much. <laughs> Can I be an extra in John? No. no. In fact, I, I can't even have people know that you were involved or knew about John Wick. <laughs> if your name is on the credits of John Wick, like it could destroy the whole series. Like I'm Keanu Reeves, but I can only do so much. Dude, you'll be lucky if we get you back for Bill and Ted Face the Music. <laughs> like that's that's still in the air. You haven't got the part yet. We're auditioning. <laughs> You could also audition. <laughs> I don't think the girls are the same girls in it. I mean, it's been a while. They probably would have got a call and been like, what, that again? Now, I think it's honestly, they went, well, yeah, Keanu is the draw card. He's obviously got to be in this. Yeah, it'd be funny to have Bill there by comparison. But do we want to get the same chicks in? Oh, no, they're kind of old now. <laughs> and there's no Rufus either. Oh, yeah. Because that was he, played by George Carlin. Yeah. Oh, my God, it was. And George Carlin has deceased. Yes. Though I don't know if that means he won't be in it because just, Hollywood has proved that they can put dead actors in things. Yeah, and if they just take the telephone booth back in time to when he was alive, then he could come back and do it, right? Yeah. That's how it works, isn't it? I think so. Cool. It's just a timeline thing. But yeah, they use the best use of time travel ever because when they're trying to get out of his dad's jail and they need to get past him. And so Ted closes his eyes and goes, trash can, trash can, trash can. And then this trash can lands on his father's head or something dude's head and so they're able to get out because he's confused now i love this because they're like oh what we'll do is later on we'll use the phone booth to go back in time and i'll sneak in there and i'll drop a trash can on his head and that'll fix the problem but if you don't drop the trash can, you can't get out. And if you can't get out, then you'll never be able to go and drop the trash can. I like it because they just shit all over paradoxes the whole way through Bill and Ted. They're like, look, it's about some like stupid guys who can't play guitar. Do you really think we're going to keep up the philosophical side of time travel? There is a better one in the second movie. I think it was the Grim Reaper that they were going up against or something. Yes. And the Grim Reaper has the time machine at this point. They can't get it. And they're just like, well, when we beat you, we're going to go back in time and do this. And they start like loading themselves up with like weapons and so forth. And then the Reaper's like, well, two can play at that game. I'll go back in time and do this. And so he starts getting stuff. But then when he fires on them, the gun just comes out with a flag that says Wild Stallion. And he's like, you're forgetting, dude. Only the ones who win can go back in time. What? But they only won because they won up in that back in time thing. So it's like, it doesn't make any sense. And I love that. I truly appreciate 
hate that. It's like uh, Family Guy's one-liner when the Stewie takes Brian back in time and he gets there and goes, now, just remember that be careful what you touch because even the slightest movement can change things. And I'm just kidding you. You can do whatever you want. It makes no difference. <laughs> That's how you want to approach time travel. Well, I know the rule with, you know, when you go back in time that if you see yourself, you can't interact with yourself or touch yourself. Yes. The reason for that was because of special effects limitations. It was too hard to do. We've even done some rudimentary effects with like splitting screens and doing things like that, where I could have you talking to you, but it would be a very similar rule. I can't have you touch Touch. yourself. That is way harder to do in film. And so in a time where they didn't discover that, they just wrote it into the script of just like, oh, you can't touch each other. And then don't even talk to each other or interact because that's too difficult. Okay. See, I always thought it was the scientific that they're the same atoms. If they try to uh, inhabit each other, then that would cause a, a problem because it's the same. Well, that's how they wrote it in and wrote it off as an excuse. But the real reason why they did it's that because was it's too hard with special because effects. too hard with special effects. That's good. That's why they sort of throw that rule out the window a little more these days because it's like it's easier to do. If you're doing like a $50 million time travel movie, surely you can get them to touch yourself. You can go back and you can touch yourself. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I, I heard the wording of that as I was saying Because <laughs> ultimately, the amount of people who are like, wait, wait, so you're saying with time travel that I can interact with myself? Yeah, you know what they're doing. Well, Austin Powers in the second movie fucked himself. Groovy, baby. Yeah. Because <laughs> if anyone was going to, it'd be him. The saddest thing I've ever heard, and this is total chemistry biology, if you go too far back in time, when you get there, you're going to kill everyone that you come into contact with and anything you come near, you're going to kill people because of the way bacterias and viruses and stuff work. What we're immune to now didn't exist back then. They don't have any immunities against it to fight it. So if you went back to, say, the Middle Ages, you would be like spreading the Black Plague. You would be smallpox. And you could wipe out a third of Europe. Yeah. You're like, my bad, guys. And if you go forward in time, too far into the future, you'll just die. Oh, that's true, because I wouldn't be immune to this stuff. But wouldn't I not be immune to past things like germs that have been wiped out? Yeah, we'd have uh, immunities to past things. Because Would I have an immunity to the Black Plague then? But I've never come across that. Like, there are things that, like smallpox. I've never come across that, though I'm Well, for starters, vaccinated you're vaccinated for... against smallpox. No, I don't but, believe like, in that. But bubonic plague <laughs> and stuff. because <laughs> let that slide. Because humans for many generations, for a lot of generations, have had bubonic plague dealt with, you would survive it. You have antibodies and stuff, essentially, for generations of that, you would be fine. Theoretically, you do make a good point. If there's something that hasn't been in contact for a long time, you think we might lose it. I don't know if it's something that we collect and we always keep on us, but we also have more sophisticated versions of things. Yeah, but I figure like germs get like wiped out all the time. There's just so many different types that they evolve and get extinct and certain lines die out. Because if you catch one where the line has died out, where there's nothing alive of it today, then that might be brutal to you. Like, it might be fine for them because they get it all the time. They're used to it. And I'm not sure if that line, like, because humans have dealt with it in in the day, like, that we would be fine with it now because maybe it stays in our DNA as we go forward or if we come across it, we'd just be, like, way sicker than everyone else. Don't actually know. Well, think of it through the prism of how do you think you're going to feel after you eat their food and drink their water? Well, because then that's the next step is they're probably a lot more used to eating, like, dirty things. Yeah, you're You're going to get sick. You're not going to last long. No. No, it's not KFC there. Like, the chicken is going to be awful, dude. It's not like you can go, you know, just eat McDonald's because I don't feel safe. This isn't Mexico. It's not a third world country where you have to stick to fast food. It's the Middle Ages. It's the Dark Ages. There is no indoor plumbing. (laughs) And that's kind of a deal breaker for me. Like, I love nights and I'd love to live in a castle. 
But if there's no indoor plumbing, I don't want to play. That and toilet paper. Yes. That to me is a set. Like, I don't go camping for that very reason. No, no, I, I need porcelain. I need a water dance when I'm done. But yeah, so that, that's the different uh, time travels. You've got your Bill and Ted. You've got your Terminator. You're back to the future. And you got your 12 monkeys. And 12 monkeys came to that same conclusion of it doesn't matter what you do because the, the future, if you go back in time, it's still going to end up the same because it's already written because you can't change fate. It's always going to happen. And Back to the Future says, no, that's not true. No, you can change things and it'll, it'll stay changed. Yeah. You can make bets. I do like that they did that in number two where he went into the future and he just went, I'm going to buy a book of sports results. It's like the number one thing that everyone should do if they go into the future. Yeah, it's what I would do. There are two things that I would do. If I went into the future, I'd buy a book of sports results. If I went back in time, I would sing Johnny Be Good. That's the two things I would do. That's that's, that's what he did. That's why I love those movies. <laughs> <laughs> he wrote the playbook on what to do. Yeah, it's like a checklist. Like time travel movies these days always have their Johnny Be Good moment where they go back and sing some modern song and, and they, everyone's like, that's amazing. And it's like, who wouldn't want to do that? Not even just songs. Like, what would you want to take credit for? Oh, I would start jokes. I could be the first person to say, so why didn't they make the whole plane out of the black box? <laughs> And for its time, it would have been revolutionary. They'd be like, what's a plane? Why is the box black? What is this material? What is it? What are you talking about? I'm like, oh, it probably predated this a little bit, but let the record show. I want it on a script so that in hundreds of years time, when someone makes that joke, you can look back at William the First's court script and be like, is that the black box plane joke? Why is that there? That makes no sense. This can't be right. I like the idea of the Wright brothers sitting down the back, just like loudly applauding going, yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know what he's talking about, but this gives me a great idea for a memory thing to go on the planes. Or someone calls up on the dictaphone like, yo, right, are you and your brother there? This guy's got a crazy sound you gotta hear. <laughs> it's a black box. I don't know, but this other thing sounds amazing. <laughs> They do have on here, I've just seen, the characters from Back to the Future. And it does include the TV series. Like Ooh. every character that has appeared throughout the short film, the video games, the animated series, the ride. The ride. Back to the Future, the ride. I know that they did a... What are those things where you basically watch a movie in seats that shake? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like a 3D movie. Yeah, like the thing shakes. and You're in like a... You're in a time machine and you go and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. I think... Biff grabs control of it or something like that and sends you on a crazy journey through time. Okay. I remember when I was seven, we went to Universal Studios and there was a Back to the Future where they did like the special effects. My brother got to play Marty McFly. They, oh, that's awesome. Where they get people from the audience to come up and some girl was the, the girl and my brother was in the, the driver's seat and they had the DeLorean there and they had like a green screen so you could see up on the TV like they're in the, they're driving along or whatever. Whatever. That's all I remember about it because I was seven. <laughs> but yeah, it was a Back to the Future thing. Oh my oh, God, sure. that counts as a ride. Uh, so yeah, they have the characters here. They have Marty McFly played by Michael J. Fox. But in the TV show, he was played by David Kaufman. David Kaufman. Why does, it, why does that sound familiar? I don't know. I'm trying to see if I can see anything else he did. Danny Phantom. Freakazoid. The buzz on Maggie. No, I guess this is the best thing he did. Jimmy. Yeah, and and then, then you have AJ LaCoasco Jr. It's quite a handful of a name. Yeah, that's quite the handle. He did Voltron. Yeah, he was the guy who I heard do the voice 
in that video game that I watched because that would be these five episodes. There you go. And like you said, did a great Marty McFly. Yeah, he's got to be the only person on this planet who is stoked that Michael J. Fox has Parkinson's. Wow. Well, he's just, if he's a good impersonator. I'm not disagreeing with you, but you are kind of a douchebag for saying it. I'm just... It's not, it's AJ. He's the guy who's (laughs) just like, this rocks, man. Like, this has really worked out for me. Like, I I don't want to wish down on the guy. Like, I'm obviously a fan. I spent a lot of time watching the movies, but... This really has cashed in for me. Yeah, I mean, if if Michael J. Fox had agreed to do the video games, there's no way this guy would have got a look in. Well, this is where it is interesting, because if you look at the video game, it shows in the final episode five, look at that. Michael J. Fox plays future Marty. Oh, I bet he was bitter about that. He was just like, oh, come on, dude. I had rehearsed these lines and everything. I had a good old <laughs> Marty voice worked out. I can be you. I've proven I can be you. This is perfect Michael J. Fox passive-aggressive uh, snootiness. Like, he could have done the whole video game. The fact that he only did Future Marty, it's like going, yeah, I didn't want the job. I'm just doing enough to show that I was aware of it and like I was offered the job clearly and I went, you get one recording session with me. You get half an hour. I'll do that. I'll sit in the booth, do a half an hour's work and that's all I'm doing. (laughs) And AJ's there like going, look, I've got the same middle initial as you. Like we're practically the same guy. And he's like, don't talk to me. I'm Spin City. You're Voltron. Stay away, okay? Keep in your own lane, boy. Are they did have Christopher Lloyd he did voice himself in the Back to the Future games yep but he didn't do the young version of himself and who's Dan Castellaneta in the anime oh it's the animated series where he plays himself oh Dan Castellaneta that's Homer Homer. and Earthworm Jim yeah but Homer Simpson mostly yeah and he played Doc in uh, the animated series that's awesome I would see Homer as Doc Brown yeah that'd be awesome Marty (laughs) woohoo so Christopher Lloyd doesn't always play. Yeah, there's a yeah James Arnold Taylor. Though Thomas F. Wilson has pretty consistently played Biff. He is Biff. What's Kid Beyond? Is that a person? It is. Well, Kid Beyond, an American singer. Beatboxer. Beatboxer. Songwriter, live looper. So this is interesting. Kid Beyond did the voice of Biff Tannen in the video game. Hello. But in the 2015 release... It Tom, was Biff like, again. Yeah, Biff came back and went, no, like, Fuck this guy. <laughs> We're doing the game again with me. I like the idea that he went, you're doing a video game? Look, guys, um, I'm a pretty big deal. <laughs> All right, I, like Michael J. Fox, he he came back and he did one little bit. I'm a little bit above him. I don't need to do any of this. Then they're like, we're going to re-release it for 2015. Guys, seriously, I need this gig. <laughs> All right, look, I made a mistake. I never got nominated for that Oscar. I really thought I was going to get it. I like, yeah, I know, I was sitting to myself going, hello, is anybody in there? <laughs> oh, please give me this job. I need this job. <laughs> There is a chance that they just forgot to call him the first time. (laughs) Well, they were intimidated. It's Biff. Don't let Biff in. He'll steal your car, go to the future, and then place bets, and then get your mum to get a boob job. Uh, Then you have... George McFly, who was played by Crispin Glovin yes. in the first movie. But in the second movie, apparently he didn't want to do the second movie because he didn't like the first movie. Wow. It was specifically the wow. ending that he didn't like. He didn't like that the family got any sort of financial gain from the time travel. Wait, he wait, saw so that as a moral dilemma in the movie. He didn't like the first movie or the second movie, sorry? The first movie. Oh, because they did, yeah, they were living a lot better when he got back. And Marty has that truck that he wanted yes 
And he but, went, and he shouldn't like, have profited from it. Wow, he, he's a, a philosopher. He has moral objections to Back to the Future. Who does that? When he wouldn't do the second movie, what they did was they figured out this digital trick where they could get footage from the first movie of yes. his face and digitally put it over another actor. Something they had never done at that time. Yep. And it says here that, yeah, archive footage was used of him. And it looked kind of shitty. And the idea they thought of of like, look, it looks kind of crap, but if we put him upside down, no one's really going to see it. So they made oh, up a right. back injury. So the whole way through it, he's hanging upside down. So the digital effect looks more real. Cause you're good at knowing what a face looks like the right way up. But when, when you it's turn upside it upside down, down your it's... brain does a weird thing. It doesn't like looking at mouths and eyes upside down. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, you see it as kind of realistic, but they did it completely without his consent or permission and only cause he refused to be in the movie out of protest. And so he sued the people who made back to the future and won. I was going to say, did they own his rights? Like, yeah, like the likeness to to that footage and they could use it what they want? That was the big court debate. Did they own the footage from Back to the Future 1 where they could do anything like it? Or was that his likeness that he owns? And it was determined that he it was his likeness because actors got scared that, well, once they get enough footage off you, they can just keep making movies forever without ever needing you. They could use a much cheaper actor and just put your face on theirs. And that's probably a very important case these days. Yeah. Now they're doing all kinds of stuff since Princess Leia died. Yeah, because it was one of those things that it was kind of a joke back then because you couldn't realistically do it. Like it's but not a these threat days if you're you a... realistically could do it. Mm, Tupac can do a performance these days. Because that's... We're Getting to the point where we could like make a movie, but digitally recast ourselves where we're famous people like Brad Pitt and Al Pacino. We could just digitally do that. Mm. And we're them having a conversation. It was us mm. in the footage, but we've digitally done it. And then people are more likely to watch the movie because it's starring those two, but they would get no money from that. They're losing from, we're profiting from their likeness, which is why you can't do it. But he won the case. Yeah, so he won the case for him and every other actor. But then Back to the Future 3, and I'm I'm guessing, because they used the other guy, Jeffrey Wiseman, who was the stand-in for him, I'm guessing they didn't have a lot of him in the third one. From memory, he's not really a big character in it. I don't even remember if George McFly was in Back to the Future 3. Well, he's in it there. But I don't remember seeing him at all, because hmm. they pretty quickly go back in time to the Old West. Yeah. And there is no George McFly there. Which I guess that makes sense. Maybe you just see the back of him or something. <laughs> yeah, you see the back of Jeffrey Wiseman's head. Because the first one, he's a pretty big character in it. He's very important. He's the the nerdy loser father that has to be schooled by his cool son. And then the second one, he's just upside down and old. Yeah, and then the third one, they... Well, originally he was going to play Michael J. Fox's son. Because they were going to do the role reversal then. Because you know how he goes back to help with his kid? The kid was going to be played by Crispin Glover so it was going to be like there's this loop like, of like the, the yeah genetically they look the same yeah yeah they all loop like that so that's cute but since he wouldn't do it, they just made it a copy of Michael J. Fox. My question is, did Back to the Future or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles come out first as movies? Back to the Future. The Ninja Turtle trilogy follows the same pattern as the Back to the Future trilogy. You got movie one, where they do their thing, right? They uh, you meet the characters, it's all good. Number two, it's the same thing, but they amp it up. Like, there's more technology put into it. And then number three, they travel back in time. Okay, I do so remember that when the Ninja Turtles went to feudal Japan. It was a weird turn for the movie to go. And that 
that was after they had a song with Vanilla Ice. Yeah, which number two, yeah, yeah, future it up because they had the new bad guys. Yeah, they, they did. Because they had the different technology than Vanilla Ice. Go Ninja, go Ninja, go Ninja, go. And then the third one, they went, let's just do a time travel thing for some weird reason. Clearly they copied Back to the Future's format. Okay, so going down, we've got Lorraine Baines McFly, which, which is the mother. Yeah, uh, Caroline in the City. Yeah, played by Leah Thompson. And she's just happy to do it the whole way through. She knows her meal ticket. Then you got Jennifer Parker, who was the girlfriend of Marty McFly, played by Claudia Wells in the first movie, and then Elizabeth Shue for the next two. And the weird thing is, is the last scene of Back to the Future 1 and the first scene of Back to the Future 2 are exactly the same, except the girlfriend has changed. Oh my goodness. And it's kind of weird when you're watching them back to back, where you're like, but the girl's different. Kind of <laughs> takes you out of it a little. There's been a lot of things where that's happened, and it usually is the girl that changes. My favorite has been Fresh Prince of Bel-Air because they changed the mother and they made this big, rather than being like, oh, we just won't mention it. Everyone had a dig at it and they made a big deal about it. And then even in future episodes, when they start a season, like uh, the the Reggie guy would come in and go, so what's new this different? We still got the same mother. <laughs> they played it well. They did a good classy move. Oh, then you got Einstein, the dog. Which, you know, that's never good when you see multiple <laughs> movies for a dog. They, they There's don't... always multiple cast for dogs because it's a sad world we live in yeah and puppies die so you had tigger or tiger yep and then freddy and then freddy and then in back to the future three we got to see freddy again he made it for two it's very rare that one dog makes it for two movies and we got to see tiger in archive footage so you would have seen them both in the same movie and not knowing that it was two different dogs you were seeing in one movie remember you were telling me like uh that angels of dirty angels but in home alone the movie in home alone the i'm gonna give you to the counter three and there was a movie where you saw more footage from it uh detective pikachu yes now was that something that they had the footage for and like it clearly because of so much time has passed this wasn't recreated this was something that was left over right it was something that was left over can that actor sue not if they had bought that footage okay but then this guy they bought his footage of crispin glover well that's the thing how much can you change it that was what the argument was how much can you change it Okay. And it was determined that, like, look, you can edit footage, but you can't digitally go in and make them do new stuff. Okay. There's a fine line. It can't be new. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. I do like, though, that for most of the other ones, for Einstein, though, it says dog sound effects only. Which, why are those dogs uncredited? (laughs) Because they're just stock footage dogs. They're like, uh, if you go to Shutterstock, but like for sounds, it's just some dog. And that's actually really sad because, you know, like canned laughter, like everyone on canned laughter is dead. Those dogs, they're totally dead. If the people are dead, those dogs are so dead. Like, I don't want to go down this list and figure out who's dead and who's not. I thought that's what we were doing. <laughs> that's all we were doing. Isn't that what you do with every every list? You have Gerald Strickland. Who? He's the, I think he was the principal. Okay. Dave McFly. Who and the hell is that? Linda McFly. They're the brother and sister i don't know yeah. are they from they're in the movies apparently one two and three. Oh no they would be um wouldn't they be george mcfly's parents so they'd be the grandparents oh okay were they in the first one though in oh the yeah because yeah, they went back in time yeah so, so them were- as um young parents like when they were just the parents before they were grandparents in the first one and that's why you don't see linda in number two yeah, linda mcfly yeah so i know there was someone who's 3d oh 3d he was the guy who wore the 3d glasses in 
and the one of Biff's crew. Oh, yeah. I'm assuming that he wore 3D glasses all the time. If you're going to give him a nickname, it's 3D. Billy Zane was played Match, who I'm guessing was 3D's friend. Yeah, one of Biff's crew. Billy Zane. Billy Zane was, I didn't know that. That's interesting. And he was a background, he was a footnote in, in Back to the Future. That's hilarious. That's awesome. Yeah, you have Skinhead. So that was his crew, 3D Match and Skinhead. Hey, McFly, those things don't work on water. <laughs> I love obnoxious bullies in movies, especially from the 80s and 90s. Put him in a body bag, Johnny. See, it says that Marvin Berry was played by Harry Walters. I actually always thought that like that was really Chuck Berry's brother or something like that or a relative of his. And that was the joke. Like I actually thought that that was a cameo sort of joke, not like some actor pretending to be him. <laughs> Turns out, no. Is Marvin Berry even a real person? Marvin Berry? I don't think so. Because that was the brother of Chuck Berry. Chuck Berry, Berry yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I think that was just some dude. I don't know if there is an actual Marvin Berry. It's your brother, Marvin. <laughs> Or was he a cousin or something? I have to ask, and this is just because I've been bringing up Gloom and Doom the whole time. I'm not sure how the laws worked and when things changed, but should Marvin Berry have been in the same room? Like, shouldn't he have been on a separate room, like using separate bathrooms at that time? Or did that happen earlier than that, that they desegregated? 85? What? No. Oh, no, 55. <laughs> Sorry, the movie came out in 85, but they oh, yeah. went back in time. Yeah, so, because yeah. it was set in 85, was their present, their past was 55. When did they desegregate things? I mean, well, um, I mean, that would be right on the line, right? Because it wasn't in no, the no, 60s no, no, they were still protesting. Muhammad Ali, yeah. Like, so the 70s, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, 60s and 70s is when they desegregated things. That's the thing with, like, racism. When you're like, when was extreme racism going on? It was much sooner than you think. Yeah, <laughs> like... You think it was ages ago? It really wasn't. It stopped just before we were born. Like there might be like a kind of a, a decade buffer. That's yeah. not really like there was someone who was like 10. When we were born, there was a person who was like 10 who didn't had never lived in segregation and that's it. Well, no, I actually, when I was in the Northern Territory, I went to a school that had like, I guess a white part and an Aboriginal part. <laughs> oh dear. So Which, I, I guess I went to a segregated school when I was a kid. So that happened in my lifetime. Things do happen slower in Australia and even slower in the Northern Territory and very slow out bush. Yeah, yeah. It all adds up that way. So that's fair enough. I, I understand that. Well, these guys do have an extensive universe. I like that they've gone out of their way to make a chart for every character and in every franchise that they've made. Even Trixie Trotter, who just appears in the video games, apparently. And I saw the video <laughs> games and I don't remember her at all. I like it when people, people aren't called Trixie anymore. Let's bring that back. It's not a flattering girl's name. It kind of makes her sound like she's a prostitute, but Trixie's a fun name. You know, she's going to start a band or work the street corner, but she's fun. Trixie. Hey, Trixie, how you doing? I do like this. They've actually got like some people down the back. Edna Strickland. Oh, who would be the, yeah, she was the sister to the principal. In the game. Yeah, she, but she only appeared in the game. Same with Arthur Fly, Irving Kid Tannen. Oh, wow. They really expanded because Edna they had Brown. Because there's five, they call them episodes, but I'm guessing they're five different games or parts of the video game. 
Yeah, they're five different games, but each one ends with a cliffhanger. So you've got to buy the next game. Because I saw one and I'm just like, oh, cool. There was a Back to the Future game. But then it ended with a cliffhanger. I'm like, well, I've got to see the next one. <laughs> That's how they get you. And then I saw the next one. I'm like, oh, there's probably only one more. And then it ended with a cliffhanger. I'm like, how many of these things are there? And how long did you say that each video game went for? I think the footage that I found on YouTube went for about three hours each one. So it was a long movie. Is it just like stills with um, sound or is there actually digital animation? No, there's like little cutscenes and stuff. And it's like basically three hours worth of cutscenes. Wait, so the, it's actual human footage? Like a Animated, computer game? Like a game. Yeah, a computer game animation. And so it would go to like little cutscenes of them doing stuff, which is mostly what it was. So it was like three hours worth of cutscenes into this game. Times five. So there's more time in the video game in this world than anything else. Well, that's the thing that occurred to me after I watched it. It's like, well, I've seen more of this than I have of the original series. In fact, watch the first two. You're probably even with all three movies. And you got three more. There are some weird plot points in it, though, that you give them because it's a video game where it's like, in order to get this machine to work, I need to find a paperclip. Maybe if you ask around these people, you might find someone who has a paperclip. And it's like, that would be weird in a movie, but in a video game, that plays. It'd be done differently in a movie. Like, he'd have to remember where there was or they'd see a paperclip and it's about how to get it without someone seeing you. But in a video game, you either see it or you don't. And if you see it, you just grab it. But they'd have to be like, you know, go talk to people. It's the video game device that they'd have to use. Yeah. I think we're doing quite well with this episode. I mean, we've managed to cover the movies, the TV series. We talked about the ride, a bunch of the characters, even the short movie they've done. This is more comprehensive than most episodes of Wiki Review. We even delved into time travel and how it affects with different movies. And yeah, and we've worked out how the rules affect Back to the Future compared to other time travel devices. Yeah. We are comprehensively covering this page. It's kind of scary. Yeah, I think we've done it, man. Like, do, do you think we rate the page now? I guess so. So what would you rate this page? Okay, I would have to rate this a Terminator 2 out of a possible 3D. Because <laughs> honestly, when you said Back to the Future, I went, really, we're talking about another movie. Really? That was your reaction? Yeah, honestly. Like, I'm like, what's there to say about Back to the Future? It's a I, good movie. I think because I've watched it, it's three good movies. I've watched it so much to death that you're like, oh yeah, it's just a thing. And I'm like, oh yeah, it's a, yeah, we're going to talk about another movie. Uh, what What's there to even talk about? I tried to think of what's to talk about and it's like, there's nothing to talk about. But it was like Terminator 2. This was the blockbuster that it exceeded anything that I could have possibly imagined. This was a great episode. I had a great time doing it. I learned stuff. I did. I had no idea there was a video game. Short films. There was the ride. I was reminded of the Universal Studios with my brother. That was insane. There was so much more here than I could have possibly imagined. Like Terminator 2 was the sequel. And I rated it out of 3D because that's that was the stupid one-dimensional bully character where you go, yeah. like, what an idiot. Like, I hate him and there's nothing really to him. And that's what I, that's what I expected. I was like going to go, this is going to be some one dimensional, uh, this is boring. And it really wasn't. So yeah, Terminator 2 out of a possible 3D. I love this and I learned a lot and that's important to me. What did you think, Ben? If I had to rate this, I guess there's only really one number that I can use when it comes to Back to the Future. And that's 88 because it's 88 miles per hour that they got to reach to make the DeLorean go back in time. Probably the one thing we didn't mention on this podcast the whole time. I was going to say, this is a good time to bring it up. Yeah, damn right. It's got to be mentioned in there somewhere. So out of 88 miles per hour, 
I would give this, I'd give it an 80. 80 is pretty good. 80 out of 88. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty So it didn't right. quite make it far enough to go back in time. <laughs> you would have slammed into the wall and died. You would have fallen off that train track to your death. You would have hit those fake Indians. Yes. Back to the Future 3 reference. But no, it was a good page. I do like, I mean, when I was going to do it originally, I thought Back to the Future and I wondered if there'd be one for Back to the Future trilogy. But I did like Back to the Future franchise because when I did this, I thought we were going to talk about the Back to the Future movies. But we ended up touching into like the animated series and the video games. When we talked about Marty McFly, it wasn't Michael J. Fox. It was AJ, whatever his confusing last name was yeah. in the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is the quintessential Marty McFly as far as I'm concerned. Because I saw it from that video game, which to me is now the Bible on it. He has spent more time being Marty McFly. He has. Heaps more. More than doubled. He's got way more experience as Marty McFly than Michael J. Fox has. And that is Wiki Reviews Official Stance. <laughs> yes. Yes. You got to add one of those in every now and then. It's been a while since we've had an official opinion on something. And it's such a stupid opinion and I am so proud to support you on it. Yeah. It's very rare we have one we agree on. <laughs> Usually it's something we're forcing on the other person. The one I think that you made that I was just like, wow, that is a big call that's going to annoy some people is Grease 2 is the superior Grease. <laughs> a Wiki Review official opinion. We can't change it. That's, that's It's not you or me. It's Wiki Review. I, <laughs> I'd like to change it if I could, but I can't. But it's so much better. It's got great songs. It's got uh, Michelle Pfeiffer in it. What's the best thing about having a podcast? You can just put your opinions on the podcast and say, it's not me, it's the podcast. Exactly. Look, hey guys, I agree with you, but uh, it's the podcast, all right? <laughs> the views expressed on this podcast may not represent those views by the actual individuals who said them. Yeah, and if you have a problem with the podcast, you can always email in at wikireviewpodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Exactly. <laughs> or message us at Facebook on our Facebook page. Yes, or after you've like messaged us, you can also look at our videos on our YouTube channel. That's right. There's also, you can contact us through Instagram. They, I, I'm told you can do messages through there as well. Yes, you can. You can do direct messages or comment on our stuff. And you can Twitter us too. Yes, you can Twitter us as too. We have that. That's all in the show notes. Or you can find it at humidor.com.au. Great Have source. all the links there. Wow, that was really seamless into the plug. I know. I was like, are we going to break this and mention how good we our segue is? break it. We got it. We We're got so proud of our flawless segues <laughs> that we have to ruin them afterwards. At least we waited till afterwards this time. We did. We bit our tongue because I could see you were like, oh my God, we're doing this. As soon as I got into it, I was like, wow, that sounded professional and everything. Yeah, now let's compare. Completely bulldoze that because we can't we can't live as professional people. That's not how we do this. Yeah, yeah. Let's just bulldoze it completely and end the show. That's how we do it. Okay, bye. All right, bye guys. That's been enough for Wiki Review. I've been Ben Grohl. I've been Garth Remington. And we'll catch you on the next Wiki Review. Find Humidor on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and at humidor.com.au. Theme is I Live for the Bass Drum by DJ Searle. All other music by Matt Graw. Lunchtime!